Greetings, 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 people of Earth. Welcome to another episode of Unavoidable Shit. Today's episode, we talk about the new age of success. Mm-hmm. And I want to say that when we were talking about this, me and Yolanda were chatting about this the other day. She brought up this quote that I had not even, and maybe I did think this episode in correlation with that quote, um, but from the recently departed Andre Leon Talley, mm-hmm. has this really beautiful quote called, or that says, luxury is to be able to take control of one's life, health, and pursuit of happiness in a way that is joyful. And I was so happy that she reminded me of that one because, you know, he just recently passed. And um, I think it's one of the greatest quotes that I think exist ever. And I've had a lot of like Chuck Palahniuk quotes that talk about, you know, leaving a legacy behind. But this one is different because it sort of reminds me to reimagine success and what that really means, you know, and what luxury really means and what happiness really means. Um, So I was really grateful when you brought up this quote and, and we were able to sort of conjoin it with this, this topic, because I think that there is just that happening after this, now that the pandemic is settling down, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, we are entering into a new age of reality, a new age of how we are dealing with our lives. And a part of that entails a new age of success and what that really means to us. Um, I probably should say my my co-host, Elanda, is here. Sorry, I did not. Introduce you there. Hello, everybody. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. Ilanda, when you think of success, what does that feel like now in this present moment? Because it's ever evolving. Yes, definitely ever evolving. And I think now at this stage in my life, when I think of success, I think about ease. And I think about tranquility and moving in life and doing the things that bring me joy, but also bring me peace. Yeah. Because that is a luxury that is not afforded to everybody. And I am grateful and thankful that... um, I'm in the career and doing what I love, you know, as an educator and that I get to travel, that I get to connect with people, whether that is, you know, for five minutes or for 10 years, whatever that is, and that I get to do that even if I don't have the means to do it at a scale that other people can, you know, like yeah. celebrity, the way celebrities do it. Not that that's oh, never a month been my in goal. Dubai. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like 
that's not it because to me success is really living your life and being happy at whatever it is that I'm doing finding joy in the most simplest things you know mm-hmm. just like reading a good book having a really good yoga practice or having a bad yoga practice having a great meal having a good conversation and connecting with people whether it's you know physically or virtually and having these conversations with you and with who you know the listeners it's just to me that success because at the end of the day the only thing that we're taking with us are is our human experience it's not yeah. all the accumulation of wealth or materialism which they're nice to have because it makes our life more comfortable but it doesn't have any inherent value you know yeah. like yeah they're they're great they don't get me wrong money is necessary i'm not trying to negate its value in the society and what we need it um, mm-hmm. for us to do the things that we love but that's not my ultimate goal you know yeah. yes would i love to be financially independent yes am i working towards that yes but along the way my i i find little successes like okay so this summer like great i get to travel europe wonderful you know what i mean like little yeah. things that bring me so much joy and so much so much luxury you yeah. know when i talk to other people um people that i've just met you know in my travels or people that i've known that have been in my life uh you know who don't have the ability to do uh to live out whatever success looks like for them yeah some you know, people like never I, get to even live leave their city you know um. yeah they don't <laughs> and, and they don't and i think and i when i think about this and i'm not trying to say it like to say anything negative about my my father um he's you know he provided a great life for us for my brothers and i uh having immigrated from mexico into the states you know me being a first gen um oh god first gen what i can't remember there's a term that is behind it like first but, generation immigrant um first gen- or yeah. first generation um, american first generation american i think is what i was trying to say but like my dad now is retired and he doesn't know what to do with like his retirement. Do you know what I mean? Like he's worked his entire life and then I think he's getting better at it now. Uh, yeah, but it's the a- first, you know, but the first year it was really difficult for him. Like he written, I often you hear, uh, you know, older people who have been, you know, at retirement age and our retirement, they don't know what to do. Like they get into a depression, especially men, because all they know how to do is work. You know, yeah. all they know how to do is be a provider. And so when they have all this free time and all this luxury, like they don't, my dad doesn't even know like how to spend his money. Like he's still in like conservative, like I'm not working. Do you know what I mean? Like even though he's saved and he has multiple pensions, not even just one, right? Yeah. Let alone, and on, on top of it, like social, like he's fine. Like he is financially well, yet he still doesn't know how to enjoy like his retirement you know yeah. and, and his and realize like yeah like i've lived a successful life like he's still and i get it you know growing up poor in mexico you come from a very uh scarcity mindset and uh 
a hustle, right? Like he's constantly yeah. feeling like he needs to hustle in order to be successful. And in order, you know, because he still thinks about us um, and what he's going to leave, you know. And it's like, I just wish that he would enjoy his life a little more. Like you've worked really hard and now you're free to go and explore and do and eat and, you know, yeah. and live the way you want to. And, you know, for whatever reason, because I'm not going to sit here and judge him, um, there's something stopping that. Uh, and, yeah. you know, and I think definitely for our generation um, and gender, you know, and the. The Gen Xers. The Gen Xers and uh, the millennials and the Gen. No, it's the Gen Zers, right? Gen Z, Gen X, millennial. Yeah. Um, not in that order. No, we're, we're not. <laughs> We're not waiting for retirement to live our lives. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we're not like after we've worked, I don't know, 40 years, we're not waiting to live our lives. Right? Like we're living it now. Yeah. Even if it even if it's as simple as self-care Sunday. You know, because yeah. think about it, our parents didn't do that. Shout out to Insecure. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, like, they didn't have that luxury. And it's sad. Yeah. So they had to wait until they reached retirement age. And now they don't know what to do. And then you could yeah. it's obvious that a lot of them refuse to retire and are holding up the fucking economy because these boomers just do not, like, want to pass the baton. But that's a whole different topic. But Well, um, you know, like, do we even need the baton? Yes. We do? I, I mean... I think when I think about, I think about it because as, you know, I grew up, my dad's a blue collar worker. He worked in the port. Uh-huh. Um, he's a longshoreman or he was a longshoreman. And my little brother is now a longshoreman. But there should be like a natural rotation and cycling of people. And literally people cannot get into that job until somebody either one dies or two retired. And they do not want to retire. And so my little brother, so there's like a probation period where you have to wait for an opening. He literally waited 10 years, 10 years to get in to, long, to become a longshoreman because there, it, people weren't retiring and basically had to wait until they died. Uh-huh. So you have like a 75, 80-year-old man still going in, not doing anything because what is a 75, 80-year-old man going to do? Not much. Yeah. In, in that sense, like, you know, like there's certain things that need to be passed on. Like there has to be a cap. Like you, you could even think I, about I it. I think we will a- be the generation to do that because I, you know, it's funny that you say you use your parents as a reference because that's, you know, shout out to the parents being the greatest lesson of all because yeah. they are showing my parents. I, I'm, I witnessed the exact same thing. My dad retired twice. He like retired and then he was like, you know what? I'm gonna go back to work. And then he had a stroke and was like, all right, now I need to look I'm at really life. Like he needed something <laughs> life altering to tell him, like, it's time to pass the torch. Like, like you said, like pass the baton, like it's time to do that. But he needed something life altering in order for him to realize, like, oh, shit, like I'm at the end of this. I'm not in the middle or the beginning anymore. Like I'm at the end yeah. of this life. Um, and. I, you know, like they are examples. So that's why I say, do they even need to pass it? Because us watching them not pass it makes us say, I'm going to go 
do something totally different. I'm going to learn to live my life and know when to pass the baton. <laughs> right. You know, yeah, Anna Wintour. I'll... Oh, go ahead. No, no, please. I was going to say Anna Wintour's um, in the September issue. I don't know. I'm going back to 2012. But then the September issue documentary, she makes this statement about her father because her father was an editor for a really big paper in the UK. Um, and she being the editor of Vogue, um, she often went to him with advice and he retired just like out of nowhere. And she was like, I felt like he still had more time and I felt like he could still give more to it. And she asked him, you know, why do you feel like now is the time to retire? He was like, there's times in your job where you get angry. And if those times become more and more frequent, it's time for you to leave. Mm. So like understanding, like, don't just keep making yourself frustrated because you are allowing yourself to experience that. It's just like us, our freedom or our form of success is breaking away from all of that normative social impressions that have been pressed upon us like the the idea that you do need to work for a job for 40 to 50 years mm-hmm. like that's crazy even the military don't want you to work for that damn long no. <laughs> you know um <laughs> so it, it we're the, we're seeing it and we need the example and we need the example to be almost so visceral that it changes us to be like i don't want to be that like you know, I'm a big person to believe that the things that we feel most reactive to is the biggest lessons for us. Yeah. And like, that's me with my parents. I'm just like, fucking live your life. Like, stop worrying about the grandkids. Stop worrying about and just live like you have limited time left. Yeah. You know, and then they're doing it in their way. And I again, that's yeah. the other thing I have to be like, all right, this is the way. They want to function. This is the way they love living. This is their form of freedom. Um, but I get it. Like, I, I, like for me, so my form of success is the exact same thing that you're saying. Is this, like, idea of experience being the success, the, being the luxury, the, the everything that I encounter is, is success. Like, whether it be a fail or whether it be a win, it mm-hmm. is still going towards the goal because I can't yeah. get to the top without the fails. Yeah, facts. You know, um, and yeah, maybe we have experienced people who have made it to the top without falling. And that's a rare thing. Um, but mm-hmm. <laughs> <Very rare>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think so. I think that's that's what we see in generational celebrity life is that like, they have somebody and if they do fail it's all been erased and covered up anyways so it's almost like they have not failed um and we believe that that is how our life should be like we see the celebrities who are like 17 and they're like and i'm committed to this really high intense artistry blah 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 and we're like well 17 i was like smoking joints in the back of some random dude's car (laughs) (laughs) you know and you you start to like i think we were talking in the warm-up portion of this about 
the the comparison we use we start mm. to do that of being like oh i should be like this and then we start to shape our idea around success that way right. um you know in the move to chicago i had to really reimagine what i had reimagined what success was going to be prior to that i think when i met you in the bahamas it was the jump off point for me going back and being like you know what everything that i've ever created has been amazing but i have only created it from the pressure of somebody else telling me to create it and from the wow. and the, from the profit of somebody else profiting off of what i've created for them mm-hmm. why do i not do this for myself because that to me i was not ever successful i mean i've done exhibits in museums i've done you know like i've done great things but for some reason it still did not feel like success Mm-hmm. so I decided then and and then in the Bahamas like meeting you and meeting Isha and meeting these people that allowed me to be like oh my god like I need to go out here and be creative and be me as fully yeah. as possible and in that that reshaped success like moving to Chicago I had this big dream where I was like I want to go up there and I want to get a commercial space and i want to like make it into an art studio slash yoga gallery blah blah blah. none of those things have happened (laughs) (laughs) and i'm fucking okay with it like because i realized like oh my god like i might have been trapping myself into something else that would not have got me to the moment where i'm at now right now i'm like i want to create Mm -hmm. and i don't want to create on a, a perspective of like now i need to create to survive I want to create just for the purpose of just creating like as Mm -hmm. pure and natural as it can be like this, like this podcast, us talking and having these sort of these conversations that allow us to expand versus just Mm -hmm. be fucking potatoes. (laughs) Um, So I, 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 I envision success the same with the same way as you is like, there should be some ease to this. There should be some rest to this. There should be a whole lot of peace. And there are times where things are disrupted, but also at the same time, I, un- I recognize that without in this life that we live, there has to be some sort of disruption, right? There has to be this sort of crazy maker, as the artist way says. There has to be the yeah. crazy maker. Um, but it's, it's so much easier and it's so much peaceful because I'm like, I'm, I have this space for myself to breathe and be comfortable and take my time and not, like you said, the rat race, like we're just running through life. That's why people be looking like 30 at 18, you know, like we're running. We're like trying to have whatever we think we're trying to have, whatever Mm -hmm. we're trying to have. And we're just running and running and running. And it's like, I just want to sit here for a minute and just, be happy and be peaceful and be in my own space like i'll catch up with the rest of y'all later (laughs) and i think even like success even if in a romantic sense you know like when i think about success because often a big part of our life is tied to some type of romantic ideal Mm -hmm. and i don't know like i I've let that idea go too, you know, like obviously um, I would love to be in a long-term partnership, but it isn't like, and that's for me, that's very, again, this is 
my definition of success and mm-hmm. i hope nobody takes this as some being i'm um, being judgmental this ain't law what, what does india say what i'm saying ain't law <laughs> yeah it's not law right um but the fact that i'm you know happily and you know living my life nice. and anyone else who comes into it whether that's romantic or platonic like it's just adding to it and i'm very yeah. clear on that you know also i think a big part of my when i was thinking about this podcast is like my intentions my clarity in what it is that i want mm-hmm. you know um and how that in itself is successful because some people don't know what it is that they want you know yeah, like a lot of us it, yeah yeah and it's taken me a long time to be very clear in my intentions and what it is that i want out of life and what do i want out of my relationships um and that's like the most you know the best feeling ever like to know that to have that yeah no i i totally agree like being able to be like let me take some time to figure out what my intentions are and why why do i like and i figured out so much and like we just talked about this in religious trauma but like navigating my way through the spiritual community and 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 it's funny because i think that's like sort of what i wrote in the initial of this podcast like me nav like how i am navigating my way through all of these different things that are happening in the spiritual community and allowing myself to like find real clarity in these moments um so that i cannot continue down you know pointless paths um and 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 in that i definitely have had moments where like and i and i thought it to myself like this was a success um i've definitely had moments where like i've realized something about um the reality and I've reached out and said, this is what I believe this reality is to, to whomever who is creating the false reality. I'm leaving a whole lot of names out. I'm trying to be as vague as possible because I don't want to <laughs> expose somebody. Um, and then like not getting a response and knowing that in that, you know, because they always say no response is still a response. And knowing that in that no yeah. response, you partially understand where I'm coming from. And I didn't get mad and I get, because, you know, me, I like to cuss a bitch out. I'd be like, uh, you're trash. Um, but I didn't do that. I really examined it. And then I responded in like, thank you for being the lesson, you know, and having gratitude. And I was like, like, this is a success for Jarvis because old Jarvis mm. would have just like, like, I wanted to show up at this event and just call them out. In front, of, I do not recommend that to anybody. Right. <laughs> but you know, I'm kind of, I'm a little crazy, crazy. Like I'm a little like, ooh, I want to like, <laughs> I want to confront because. So a part of my idea of like the movement is to be radical, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and to be aggressive and to be like, no, this is what I believe. Blah 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 blah, and I'm standing on this until I find some data that proves it totally different. Um, so I wanted to go and react and be like, you're fucking trash. Like you're mm. a bitch out here in the spiritual community who is trying to just swindle people into to um, situations that which they will pay you for the basic knowledge that they could get from any book mm. out here. Like, right. 
<laughs> you know? um, yeah. But you're making a profit off of it. And I'm pretty sure you're making mm. a pretty good profit off of it. Um, and instead, I allowed them to just be. Um, usually I'm like, I block you from social media. I block you from here. I don't I'm not like, I don't want to see you anymore. I'm real. So like, that's one of my, my other toxic traits is that I, <laughs> I'm really, when I'm done with something, I remove it from my life. Like, mm. I don't really want to talk about it unless I'm trying to make an example out of it. Mm. I don't really want to acknowledge it. Uh, it's gone. You know, mm-hmm. I remove it completely. Uh, any aspect of which I can see you, I try to remove you. Um, but I didn't do that. I said, this time, do it differently. Like, let them see them, continue right. to see them so that you are not swayed to believe something different. Because sometimes when I do remove them, I allow myself to believe like, well, maybe they've changed or maybe they're different. And it's like, no, that person is the same person. And until they prove mm-hmm. differently, you do not believe it. So I, I prided myself on being like, oh, this was a a success for me for not being irate, reactive, crazy Jarvis. Um, mm-hmm. So when we talk about success and that peace and that ease and that joy, I, I allowed myself to have a really, really kind of shitty experience, but find joy within it of not being like, I'm not going to let this throw me off of what I'm doing. I'm going to keep creating. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. It's not for them. It is for someone else. You know, like, I think that was one of the statements that I was like, you are like a constant reminder that I invest so much energy and belief in somebody else's capacity and they may Mm. not possess the capacity to do what I want them to do. Yeah. You know, and that was all I said, because I was just like that. You showed me this. Like, thank you. Um, So I realized like that. Man, man, success is like you said it's small it is the little things I, again like the the quote from andre you know luxury is is that taking control over your life your health your joy mm-hmm. you know yeah so it's like yeah it's this is a beautiful moment that we're we're coming upon in this day and age i think that through the pandemic there was yeah. so much um, confusion as to where all this was going to end up. Yeah. That I'm glad that it was so chaotic. And it, again, like I said, crazy makers, right? Shook yeah. up everything and made everybody look at the, the reality different. Like, wait a minute, let me look at this differently. The yoga studio that I'm starting at this month, um, mm-hmm. she was one of those pandemic businesses. Like that just was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to, I don't know what my future is. I'm going to go ahead and take a jump and open up this yoga studio that is inclusive to queers and inclusive to women of color and people of color in the neighborhood at which they are in and trying to get back. So necessary, you know? Um, So I I'm so glad, like, I'm just like, you know, and also like for me, the pandemic was not that bad. You tell me you (laughs) want me to stay home. Uh, watch movies yeah. and work on shit and eat and and smoke weed. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I was same. so content. Like, and I hate to say that sometimes because I realize, like, when I talk to people, a lot of I, now I experienced some deaths. I experienced some real close yeah. deaths too. You know, 
Um, but also grateful for the reality of like, because, you know, at first I'm like, it's the shit even real. And then it hits close to home and you're like, okay, it's real. What am I doing to be helping out as my part as a human on this earth? Like, what is my humanitarian work that is involved with making sure that I'm doing my part so that nobody else has to be affected the way that I have been affected? But everybody, every time I talk, I was, oh my God, 2020 is so awful. I'm like, oh, well, uh, I'm doing great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm loving this. Like, <laughs> right. I don't have to be social. I don't have to be. Um, I'm loving it. There's <laughs> very few people at the grocery stores because usually when there's a lot, I get social anxiety. Um, and then I start like freaking out because I'm like, there's just too many people here. <laughs> um, so it was great for me, but like I know for a lot of people, it wasn't. But I. But I look at it on the broader perspective. I've, I had a, I had many lessons within the 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 beginning of that 2020 to 2021 era um, that I love because I realized like, you know, like when when I was trying to do stuff and this is where like, OK, so we're talking about getting still like and not, right. you know, running. Um, I realized in there like I was reaching out, just trying to. Like, let me work for this nonprofit. Let me work for this. And then, like, I got screwed over by so many people. Like, just, like, mm. literally, like, making me work for three months and then being like, I'm not going to pay you. I thought that I could just do a shout out on some social media and that would be okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So I had this lesson. It's like, just sit still. I created my own little Dr. Bombay's yoga thing. And I'm trying to work on that on the long run. And I just was like, I just need to sit. And then I got sick and I had to just be still. I had so many realizations about myself of like, why do I keep trying to force things? Why do I keep trying to create things? Like you're not working, but you're trying to create work for yourself every single day so that you feel like you're feeling. So I'm doing exactly what my parents and the generations before them did. It's just constantly keep working yourself and working yourself until the day you die, Mm -hmm. because that is what has been ingrained in us to do. I never realized, like, why don't you just take a decompression from the fact that you've been working for years? Yeah. Like, and now you have the opportunity to just sit still for a little while. Take a few months for yourself. I took a few months for myself. <laughs> what is that Nicki Minaj quote? I took some time off and now I'm back, bitches. Now I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> Here I am, you know, like. Th- yeah. So again, that, that, different, that different aspect of success that was the most successful moment in my whole adult life to just be like just take some time for you bitch yeah. get your skin together girl you looking old and raggedy <laughs> you take yourself so- i was looking dusty and crusty there for a little girl i had wrinkles i had to like i wasn't even moisturizing every day so i had to like <laughs> i switched gears i was like let me just take care of myself for a few months yeah so if you're listening to this if you want to understand success with yourself differently take a few months to just take care of yourself like don't worry about yeah. nobody else and say, let me just take it, unless you got kids, because then you got to worry about somebody. Um, yeah. But even then, take whatever time you can take to take care of yourself, to say, look, the kids are going to go here for this amount of time. I'm going to go get a massage. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go take myself yeah. out to eat. I'm going to go take myself to the movie. Like, 
I literally had to be like, all right, so Jarvis, who are you? What do you want to do? What do you want to create? What are you doing? Like, what's what's the new jams? What's the 411? <laughs> <laughs> 411 is information for those. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, well, no, the information that was coming from within me, what do I want to create? You know, like, that's what I mean. So, oh, you, you didn't catch that one, right? Yeah. I'm just referencing why you use oh, 411 because oh. some people might not know what oh, 411 is. I forget. <laughs> Damn, girl. When I do, but <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah. It's code so... <laughs> 411 is code for information. You used to be able to use the phone and call <laughs> before Google was around. <laughs> that is fucking crazy. I didn't even, yes, for the information. And when I say information, I mean the information that was being yeah. transmitted from within me to drive me to find that place of peace. And to find that place of creativeness, because I had lost it. I just, I had lost it. I had done so much and given so much creative energy to so many different people that I was like, I don't even know what to do. Like, mm-hmm. and now I look at the things that I'm creating and I'm like, shit, it's like, like we needed an intro for this. I was like, should I pay somebody to do that? And I was like, but you can do this. You did that shit for all those other people. And you created, I, I did a mini documentary. I did like, check out my YouTube. Uh, <laughs> check his YouTube out. Yeah, I got my YouTube. I did, I did a mini documentary on like the integration of Black and Hispanic oh, people yeah. and white people in San Antonio, Texas for mm-hmm. an exhibit that I did for Black Sananto. Like I had done the work and I just questioned my, I sat there and I questioned myself because I had been so infantry infiltrated 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 by the societal (laughs) pressures the like things that I wasn't good enough and all of those things so I had to I had to break free and the information was like you have the ability to do this when it came to that intro I was like bitch I got this let me do this and I sat there and like (laughs) two hours later here we go we got an intro we got these things that like you know, that I'm like, I have the ability, but I just, I'm so used to doing it for somebody else. Yeah. Like I'm so used to being in, and I am an independent contractor, but I'm so used to being in that role of like, what do you want me to create for you? Like, uh-huh. you know, I remember doing weddings and just showing up and just like, all right, let me create these things. And like, you have this vision and I'll take it to another level and you'll love mm. it, you know, but I won't do that for myself. It's like of those TikToks mm. where you're like, you'll never be late to work, but you'll never take time for yourself or something like that. Like basically comparing how you're willing to show up to work on time, but you're not willing to show up for yourself on time. Yeah. So the same thing for me, I was just like, this is crazy. So I had to sit there and listen to that information and be like, what do I really want to do? You know, like I started DJing again. I had to, I was like, let me get my shit together. And like, since I have the time, be the creative person that I want to be like and do the creative shit that I want to do and stop just um saying you're gonna do it and just fucking do it you know like this is the time you do it for yourself that's what you desire Jarvis and and it feels successful now I ain't got far but it still feels like successful the fact that I can sit and be like I'm doing these every single day you know I'm doing and working on these things every single day and it's it's magical yeah Yeah. so that's awesome that's amazing yeah and and the other thing about the other life you know the Mm -hmm. the I work this corporate job and I do all of these things 
for however long is how sustainable is that that was one of the things that I um, Mm. wanted to bring up was like let's look at the idea of success is is me um, working for myself creating for myself doing for myself more sustainable than working a corporate job at which I can't actually be myself Mm -hmm. Um, and I have to work long hours and I have to be this yes person to things that I don't want to be a yes person to how sustainable. Mm -hmm. And then the money from that, how sustainable is the money from that? I think in the warm up, we were talking about six figures. It's like six figures in the inflation of this economy right now. Like it is almost nothing when six figures used to be the, 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 the number you wanted. You know, like, yeah. oh, I'm working a six figure job, like, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no, you need to go a little bit higher than that now. You know, like, so how sustainable is that yeah. other reality? I, I mean, I think we, we know that it's not sustainable. And I think even, you know, people in power and governments also know that it's not sustainable. You know, like they, there has to be a shift. It's just, we have to find a way to where we can still be part of a global community, but have our focus be our local community. Do you know what I mean? Like it has to come back to the local um, mom and pop towns, cities, states. You know what I mean? Like right now, it's yeah. it's just too big. Everything is getting lost. Yeah, support and nothing your is community. getting done. You know, like everything is getting lost, and nothing really is getting done. Yeah, so and then like st- we just we're in debt. So therefore, where are we going? Yeah. You know, like but we're still following the people who tell us, like the people who are putting us in debt. We're still following them, even though they're just yeah. like, oh, like yeah, it's fine. Keep buying the way you're buying. Keep buying you know, four items at the grocery store for $75. $100. Yeah, or $100, you know, like. Well, if you go to Whole Foods, that's $100, right? No, now. like anywhere now, like yeah, I could true. go to Whole Foods and probably spend just the same amount of I would as I went to some regular grocery store. That's why I try to shop at the local markets that are around here because mm-hmm. I want to give back into the, these people are bringing these from farms outside of Chicago, you know, like. And getting fresh fruit. And I was like, I always go to like uh, the little bodega and be like, wow, is why is the fruit so much fresh, like fresher here than it is at the at Jewel or at the grocery store, you know, like mm-hmm. so I start putting my money into those because I'm like, I want to support my community. Like all of these little local businesses that are around here, I'd be all up in these bitches. I get my nails done in this same community. I get like I teach yoga in this community, like. I'm trying to give back into my community because that's what is going to make this community successful. Now, we all know somebody's going to come in within the next two years and buy a million dollar house and it's going to change the whole trajectory of that. But what can we do? You know, without, we at least need to try. You know, maybe we can ward it off a little bit longer and, and create that smaller pocket. But yeah, you are totally right. Like, we have to go smaller. We can't keep doing this big, massive thing. 
Yeah, it's just, it's not in the long run. It's just, it's not sustainable. And we see it and we know it. And the sad thing is that we are so comfortable with our lives because everything is such at our fingertips, right? We could do mm -hmm. everything with our phones. We could order what we need um, cheaper, right, than what the mom and pop store could do. Mm -hmm. But in the long run, is it really that cheap though when it's going to cost, you know, it costs? Well, so no, much. it isn't because the thing about that business is it will start cheap. And then it will go up. You, know, you notice like yeah. on Amazon, you buy something one time and the next time you go back to buy it another time, it's like $4 more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> because they can raise the amount due to popularity, you know, and, mm. you know, thanks to TikTok, demand. it will, yeah, supply oh, and demand, yes, right? <laughs> thanks to TikTok, yeah. it'll make, you know, them little coin tissues that I like have in the bathroom and have like uh -huh. as paper towels and stuff. I remember buying those at the beginning of the pandemic because there was no tissue there was no toilet there was no paper towels and i was like you know what honestly i want to do something better for the <laughs> the ecosystem yeah. <laughs> so i don't want to buy all this toilet paper in the first place so i started looking up like bamboo biodegradable um what are they septic tank acceptable um coin tissues so that all we had to do was wet them anyways i like wipes anyways so it was perfect mm -hmm. for me because i now i can get this thing wet and I can wipe and I can be, you know, have that clean. But this yeah. right. <laughs> pussy clean, pussy tight, you know. Uh, right. <laughs> so I, when I first started buying them, they were like $24. And now this last time I bought them, they were like $39. Mm. So it, it, it's just crazy. Like nothing will ever stay the same. Yeah, it, it starts us off being affordable and even some of these like local businesses but that's the thing is again supply and demand we realize these people will pay yeah. these prices for this so let's raise these prices for this yeah and because of convenience right yeah it's just so much more convenient to be able to order online right not even just like amazon but also our food there's been a shift even in that like a lot of people don't want to yeah. go to the grocery store anymore after the pandemic because why would you if you could have somebody else shop for you? You know, which is great. Yeah. It's a beautiful luxury. It's a beautiful luxury if you could afford it. I do. Know, I do shop sometimes a lot, but I don't have a car in Chicago. So sometimes yeah. it's just easier to be like, can this be delivered? But yeah, no, I get it. But then that's like, damn, I might as well have won because I paid 15 extra dollars for it to get here. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, I could have just hopped on the bus and just struggled it out. Like, but then you realize, yeah, again, look, and then there's the, the silver lining. Like when you say it's not sustainable, it is slightly sustainable because we keep doing it. Like I can sit here and have this conversation about how I realized that I should just take my ass to the store and go right. get my own groceries. But next week I might order my groceries again. <laughs> yeah, but I think that like the luxury of having your stuff delivered right that's great but if we keep it like still within our community where we could still have yeah. these services but they're still kept within the local community instead yeah. of like this big massive corporation who are not treating their employees right who are not giving back to their community who are over you know pricing everything and which keeps us again stuck in the cycle of yeah. constantly having to work so that we could do, you know, 
to maintain the cycle, the rat race, the cycle of consumption, because we live in a capitalist society, right? Where, like you said, like the what Gregory, um, Dick Gregory, Dick Gregory said to keep us constantly tired. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, you're right, because I do choose to use the international market to have my food delivered. I'm a, and it's like a local, you know, chain here. Right. Um, so I, I do, I still try to do that. Like, it, I guess, again, there's the like, let's be consciously aware of what we're doing, you know? Yeah. That's the other thing about like success is like, you know, in that quote, when he talks about, you know, taking control, because a part of that means be consciously aware of your life yeah. and your health and your peace and your joy, you know, like to yeah. be, to be able to reform that, that is luxury in life. You're like, you know what, I, I can control it. I don't have to like, I always have Let a really, control me. yeah, yeah. Because that's what a lot of everybody else is doing. Yeah. Like, oh, I got to get up and go to work. And you know what, when people say shit like that, I'd be like, no, you don't. Yeah, but I think it's it's dangerous for us to say that no, they don't, because some people really don't have that option, and it's sad. And I wish they did have that, op- you know, yeah. they would have a better option. But think about undocumented people; they don't really that have a lot true. of options yeah. Yeah, in our society, you know. And I wish we wouldn't live that our society was structured in that way, but sadly, it, it it is. And but there's still ways that you like you said could be revolutionary where you could be radical like even if it's small do you know what i mean like even if it's dedicating your one day off to doing nothing but treating yourself to whatever small pleasures and luxuries you want like that within itself is radical that within itself is somewhat changing the pattern of your thought and behavior and you know that would eventually open your mind to reimagine, hmm, maybe I don't. Maybe I can find work or a livelihood that better suits my health. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't know. I just feel no, like. Oh, yeah, it is. It really is that small because that's how it sort of happened for me. I, I kept seeing the freedom, but I couldn't understand it. And I think when I met like you and Isha, especially Isha, because that, that bitch is out oh. here doing life, you know, like. He She's is out living here just it. like I love I'm her. here. I'm here. Like I realized, like oh, like I can yeah. do that. Like I could travel and I can do. Yes, you can. Yeah, you know, like like just seeing it play out as examples. Yeah. You know, that's why when we talk about representation, this is why representation is so important and matters because you have to see it in order to yeah. know that it can actually exist. Yes. Like, and even if you can't, you got to be able to envision it. And not everybody has the ability to envision something different. You know, like I am so grateful to have that experience to be like, no, like I don't know what is to come in the future in the next few years, but I'm here for the ride. Yes. Right. And I, I, and I constantly keep reimagining when things shift. I'm like, oh no, this actually works differently this way. Oh, this is okay. Like, you know, like. We're doing this podcast. You're here, there, and everywhere. And every single time, it's this sort of reimagining of like, what are we doing? Like, how are we going to do this? Yeah. This is great. This is like, and we're doing yeah. it. We're not yeah. caught up on the fact of like, oh, Yolanda's going to be traveling. Like, da, 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 da. like, no, we're just like, it'll work out. 
It'll work out. However, it's going to work out. Exactly. (laughs) You know, like that sort of freedom. That's like, I no longer am being controlled by all of the things to tell me that I need to be concerned about how it's going to be worked out. I need to be. No, I need to just trust. Like I, my self-control is to trust that it will work itself out. Yeah. You know, and that was so hard for the longest because that's why, like I said, at the beginning of the pandemic, I was just like trying to make up shit. Like I was like, I need to get up and I need to write. And I would write (laughs) and I would type out articles and I typed out what I wanted for the podcast. And I would like, you know, I was like, I was just trying to just like push this creative process. Um, And it felt so forced that I just like my body physically said no. And then I had to re reevaluate my health and like how I had been on a diet for, you know, four fucking years and being like, that's an eating disorder. Mm, no, <laughs> look at that. That's that's low key yeah. eating disorder, what you're doing there. Like and now I'm thick and mm-hmm. loving myself, you know, being that's right. Um, I'm I'm <laughs> officially graduated to the thick crew. Um, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> but like, and just having to sort of sit and just reimagine all of those things of just being like, this is different, you know. Like, I'm free from thinking I need to always eat no carbs, no legumes, no like, like I'm free from the notion that. I'm giving a fuck about what my family has to say about what I create or what I say. Um, I'm free. Like, I'm like, this is success for me. Yeah. Like when I think Beautiful. back to my early twenties and my early thirties of like where I was and trapped in all of the other people's opinions and all of the other people's antics for my life at which they weren't living nor paying for. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, mm, no. So this is, this is ex- like extreme success for me. So I, I think it's the same for you, right? You know, it's just yeah, like- definitely, definitely. Um, and I think one of the beautiful things that you just mentioned is how you're no longer worried about the op- outcome, and the focus is the journey itself. And I think one of one of the things that we talked about in creating this podcast is often, or more often than not, people only talk about outcomes; they yeah. don't talk about the process. Obsess about outcomes. Yeah, like there's an obsession in, right? Because everything has three acts. It's the initiation, the process, and then the outcome. And we often see how it started and how it ended. But we never see the journey that is to get there. Yeah. That was our goal in having this podcast about talking. Because that shit, again, is unavoidable. You have to go through the thick of it to come out on the other side. Into the thick of it. (laughs) and you know when we talk about success i think that that's it the like you said the trust and the comfort and not worrying about the outcome is and just being present and joyful in the process of it you know i don't know if i said that right no that was right be present and joyful in the process of it is 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 the whole package like yeah it is being able to not feel like you're suffering anymore yes. um, because a lot of that other state is so much of suffrage like we'd rather just 
pity ourselves and feel bad for ourselves and be like, oh my God, like, why do I have to? Yeah. Because you do. Yeah. Because and everybody it's not, does. yeah. And again, I, I always feel like I have to reiterate it. It's not that the whole, the process, it's joyful, but you're okay even on the days that it's not. Yeah. You know, that there is, it's even when it's, you're going because the process can be very painful still knowing and still having that trust, like you said, that the outcome is going to come to fruition, whatever it is, your outcome, right? Or even if it's not exactly how you envision it, that it's still something, you know, close to it, that that's okay, too, because it's part of life. The resistance, it's part of life. It's the pushback, right? that we give it where we make it bigger than what it is i don't know yeah the reaction to it right instead of just is what they mean when they say finding flow with it Um, because you have to sort of move with it it's almost like um um contact improv where you're just sort of moving with whatever moves you you're finding a flow with. or like how what is it that quote from jet lee where he says be like water yeah flow yeah take the shape of whatever it is you know because water could take any shape it could flow it couldn't you know it could stay stagnant i mean but you know but there's a lot of flowness to it i mean there's a whole quote i forget something about no yeah that totally makes sense take on whatever form because water can you know yeah okay folks well we are gonna wrap up today this has been another great conversation um, yes. I, th- I think it's exactly what I needed because I have been evaluating success this week for myself. Mm. Um, so yeah. it's good to be able to be like, oh, yeah, you're still you're still in it, bitch. Like, yeah. you still got it. Yeah, you so. are. And you are, too, Elonda. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we will talk with y'all next week. Be safe, folks. Yes. Goodbye, everybody. And thank you for joining us.